want to sit down with each and every one of you and, and go over the details of the trip. There were just, uh, God was in every single little detail that happened the last eight days that we got to see the kingdom expanded. And uh, everything that was prophesied over us from the beginning uh, when we partnered up with the O'Briens and uh, it... Uh, I'm almost speechless to see how we how how we take things for granted here in America, and uh, we we can walk through these doors and we can have church without any even a thought in our mind about how we enjoy fellowshipping with one another. There are no ramifications. There are no consequences for us meeting together. We are blessed by getting to meet together. Over there is not so. <laughs> you may get shot for having church over there. Uh, here, when they meet, they meet with passion. They meet with vigor, and they they know how to worship their Lord and Savior. We had the opportunity to take the tools of exchange, which is exactly what this church does. We're not people that are going to sit in the pews and just have church. We are trained. Every one of us are are called to be sent to go take the message of exchange somewhere. Louders took it to Lubbock. Look what happened in Lubbock. (laughs) Changed the whole city. The louders are going to continue to take that message of exchange to Lubbock. We took it to Russia. Others take it to everywhere that you go. Uh, I want to encourage you. That was excellent ground that that we as a body decided to sow into because every leaders of their nation came and pastors' conferences showed up from the whole country of Transnistria, and uh, they have church and cell groups over there is how they do it. They'll bring in and train leaders and then take their leaders, go out and take it to their cell groups. Well, the, we had about 90 to 100 uh, pastors and wives that were at, at the pastor's conference. We had about uh, 50 or 60 at the encounter. Oh, there's a there, there, there a room made for about 50 people, and there was probably 90 in there And because they just, they just kept coming. They wanted to hear the message. They wanted to hear what we had to say. And uh, so they will take each one of them represent several cell groups. And uh, so if you take that and multiply it by 10 or 12 people per cell group, that's a lot of people. That covers the whole nation. And that's exactly what was prophesied over us, that we would speak to the whole nation. And that's exactly what happened. We didn't know it was going to be like that when we got there. We, we just knew what to expect. And God, sure enough, showed up and showed off. That's exactly what happened. We got to put in the message of exchange to each and every one that has influence over anybody in that country got the message of exchange. And they were smoking down pens as fast as they could write notes. They'd throw that one down and grab another one and start writing notes. And uh, we took the literature, everything that we've been teaching for the last several years, we put it on zip drives, and Royce handed it to the leaders of, of those churches that were there. So they have everything that we have, they have it now. And that entire nation will never be the same. As for Don Ann and I, we will never be the same. Uh, God did something in us that uh, will we'll never be the same from here on out, ever. We've seen things. We, we God is plan A to these people. They don't have options. We have options here that we take advantage of all too often instead of going to the one, going to the healer. Uh, they honored us, which is not something we're used to. We're not used to being thrown up on stage and... and uh, honoring someone that's bringing something to you but they they cherish it and they cherished every word that was said because they knew it was the word of the lord we stood up on stage and, and had ministry time just almost the whole time we were there 
people getting healed, people getting healed of things that they've carried for years, emotional traumas being healed, physical things being healed, cancers being healed, back problems, you name it. You go down the list, people were just healed left and right because they believe. That's what they believe. They came to receive it, and they believed it. They didn't say, well, if this doesn't work, I can go to the doctor. That's not. They came on that stage with full intent of walking away with a healing, and it happened. I want to encourage each and every one of you, we can learn from that. It happened because they believed it would. So I want to encourage you, next time you pray for someone, it's going to happen. Because I've seen it with my own eyes. It happens because they believe it's going to happen. I want to sit down. I just want to sit down with each and every one of you as we have time. I don't want to take a lot of time this morning. I, I too, want to honor the louders this morning as we go, as we will. And the, the it was uh, I had assigned prayer warriors, John and Marilyn, assigned for our travels. I know several. I talked to several others. I put you on travel duty. Uh, going into we flew into Chisinau, which is in Moldova, but we had to cross into the Transnistrian border. Uh, we were told to expect having your suitcases ransacked and gone through by the armed guards at the border. You have to smuggle Bibles into this country. They don't want you there. As far as a, a Christian nation, they, we are not welcome. God's favor went before us. Every single, every single detail that we went, our, our interpreter that was with us, she said, you know, be prepared. She took it. We, we had to go into this guard station. We had to line up. And this was another part of God's favor because about four buses pulled up behind us with 100 people, and they were all standing in line behind us, which would have took hours to get through the border. We were first in line. Give us your passports. We go in. Uh, I'll spare you the details, but the, the very disgruntled Russian guard looked at our passports, kind of looked at us, looked down, gave us a card to stamp us what time we came in the country. Handed our passports back, got on the bus. Our interpreter was just quiet for a minute. She didn't say anything as we drove off. I could tell the driver was pretty shifty-eyed, kind of nervous. We got away from the border, and she said, this is a miracle from God because we did not have one suitcase cracked open. Didn't even open the back doors of the van. Sent us on about our way. The same thing happened leaving the country, going into Moldova. We've got all this We've got all this material. We've got all this exchange message. Uh, we, we have all of this stuff that they could have just ransacked, never touched it. God's favor went before us because of my prayer warriors here at home. I know that without a doubt. Everything that we did was God's favor was laid out before us, and he had prepared the way before we ever got there so that we could do what we've been called to do. Uh, to prophesy over people, to just watch the word of the Lord uh, when when tears just start rolling down their face. And, and uh, the Russian and English don't interpret well together. Uh, the, I don't know anything about Russian, but I have found out that there's nothing alike in the language. There are Spanish and English, some words kind of transfer over that are almost the same, but not in Russian. So a lot of things get lost in translation. But the Holy Spirit went before and prepared that so that the translators were just absolutely in tune with the Holy Spirit. We were blessed with some wonderful translators that were able to convey not only the message we were trying to give, but the passion that we were trying to give it with. And they were able to relay that. And you could just see as when, you, when we were given prophecies come up in line and they just they want to be prophesied over. Um, we had a, his name was Bogdan. He's about a 16-year-old kid. 
on fire for Jesus, and I'm going to tell you what, before it was done, I had him prophesying to the people. I just, I just stood there and laid hands on him, and he was the one doing the prophesying. Because he, 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 got, he got to watching, and he could see how the people were just tears flowing down. Because, and then he started getting emotional because of seeing how they were transformed. And I said, do you see how this works? I said, Holy Spirit does this. I'm not doing anything. I'm just the one standing in front of them. And he got it figured out. And he started prophesying over them in their own native tongue. And all we did was stand there and lay hands on them. People were getting healed. That's the Holy Spirit I serve right there. But uh, too many other details for me to go into. But, Mike, I'm going to let you have it and share a little bit after Donnie. Let me talk. (laughs) Rod, I do have to say, you're getting more on the lights, but you have nothing compared to what they do. they got disco balls. Oh, yeah. They have disco balls. One thing that I loved was, you know, they they all use their prayer language. They they love to worship their Saturday night. We broke out into men and women's group. And Bunny, your word over me, it, it came true. <laughs> Bunny had told me that she saw me just prophesy in a storm. Well, there Saturday night when we broke up in our women and men's group, the men's went upstairs and all of us women got to share. There was five of us, but one of them had left to go to the hospital to pray over a lady that had stage four cancer. But we all got up there. I got up there with nothing because I didn't, I didn't have anything planned, but, you know, God worked through me anyways well then after all of us spoke we all got back up on stage and sit there and prayed over people and and got to pray over them and prophesy I mean there was one lady that come up that at first I didn't have an interpreter so you know I I just that's the only thing you could do was pray over them in tongues you know and they they still you know they got it they received it but that was you know that was really awesome to see and during the encounters, I know that, like Lance said, they were burning pens up as fast as they could because they were so hungry. Um, I had a lady sitting by me that kind of lives in their rehab center with all, you know, with a bunch of men, and she was quiet that first day. You could tell she almost like she didn't want to be there. But then, when we got kind of to the deliverance, going through the doors, she wanted to forgive her father because her father about beat her to death. And her father, yeah, did beat her mother to death. She's got mental and physical problems. She had like a magnetic rod or something in her back that because of her father beating her so bad. But she said every time that she said she wanted to forgive him, but every time that she went to try to do it, every vivid imagination, every second come back to her of him beating her. And then she said, I couldn't do it. Well, we didn't really have a ministry time after the prodigal son because we knew what would happen. And so we just kind of did it at our tables. But then during deliverance, I had Lance come over and step in as her father. And she finally got to forgive her father from when she was little. And then after that, I mean, the smile on her face and everything, it was just, they did, they wanted to get rid of their junk. They wanted to, you know, we'd out, they would tell me their their stories, you know, at the table. And I was like, well, do you want to, oh, no, I've already got rid of, I've forgiven them. You know, they, they was... They were hungry, and they wanted to learn, and they wanted to give give it away. Uh, they found out over there that it was my birthday, and oh, they they love to party. They like to have a good time. <laughs> so it, it was it was it was really God's favor. I was, you know, Satan put the fear in me before we left of because of the KGB and all that coming in. And like Lance said, we didn't have one 
one problem and it didn't bother me to it wouldn't have bothered me to walk down the street I wouldn't have but it wouldn't have you know if I needed to it wouldn't have bothered me to do it it's what the kingdom's all about and they get it amen come on Mike oh Tro wants me to tell you about my new friend Sergey that I met everybody over there is either named Sergey Pasha or Natalie or Oxana. Those four names, you got the whole country covered. <laughs> so if you can remember those four, you're all right. But uh, one one dear, very precious dear friend that we met, uh, we're involved with with a Circle of Love ministry that's out at Ray. This is one of our friends, Brent and Teresa Duke. They're from Grady. But, uh, we go to Bible study together out at Ray, and uh, we're part of the Circle of Love. And uh, what we do is we help families in need. And uh, when we see a family in need, no strings attached. You help them. And just be the kingdom, in other words. Anyway, that's what we do. Well, uh, the Holy Spirit really laid it on me and said, you need to start Circle of Love here in Russia. Because this is something, the, the pay-it-forward concept is, is not, it's not something they practice. And so the Holy Spirit laid it on me and said, uh, you take, you take a, a, a large portion of your finances that you brought for the purpose of sowing into the kingdom, and you give it to this man. And you teach him what circle of love is all about, and you so you teach him what it means. Well, I didn't know it at the time, but this this man was in uh, the Russian mafia, and before he met Jesus, he was in prison. And uh, Russian mafia is very prevalent over there. Uh, if uh, they come collect your money, and they'll collect it with passion. <laughs> and uh, this is a very large individual. Uh, he's uh, he's probably as big as Mike, and uh, and nothing but muscle, and. Uh, he was in the Russian prison, and uh, he met Jesus. Well, he wanted out of the Russian mafia. Well, there's one way out of the Russian mafia. You have to cut your own two fingers off, these last two fingers of your hand right here. Well, he did it. He cut his own fingers off, and he said, I'm gonna, I want to serve Jesus. Well, he's one of the pastors, and then he got, he got launched into the prison ministry. While he was in prison, he's leading people to Jesus after he got out of the mafia. And now he's one of the pastors with the church where we're at now, and they go all over the country. He, he heads up their rehab program, getting people off the streets and off of drugs and off alcohol, and puts them in a place to live where they're building their new church. They have another building where they live. Well, these guys live here, and then they work at the church, and then they're allowed to live there and just integrate back into society. Well, this is what he does. He oversees that ministry. So, Holy Spirit, we started that. So we, we now have a Russian branch of... <laughs> Circle of Love Ministries, and uh, I'm glad he's on my team. He's a big boy. <laughs> All right. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus.